Tiffany. Hey, stand up with us this morning. We have a lot to celebrate today. That's mainly our unstoppable God. He's worthy of our praise this morning. So as we sing, sing out from the heart. Sing with me this morning right here. Heaven thundered and the world was born. Life begins and ends in the dust you form. Faith commanded and the mountains moved. Fear is losing ground to our
give our praise this morning. So lift your voice as we sing this morning right here. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your
Well, good morning and welcome to Harmony. Whether you're here in person or whether you're online, we want to thank you for gathering with us. And I hope that you come today expecting to uh, not only be blessed and to, to hear from uh, God, but also uh, to be a blessing to those, to be a source of strength and encouragement to those uh, that are around you uh, today as we gather. I want to wish my mother, who is watching right now because she watches, uh, she watches Charles Stanley. If David Jeremiah was on, she's already watched David Jeremiah. Then she watches me, and then she listens to my dad. Uh, so that makes you feel really good, right? Her son's third, husband's last. Um, I, I just, what, you know, uh, so by the time she gets to him, she's like listened out, really. That's kind of what she says. But anyway, happy birthday, Mom. Uh, I hope you have a great 60th, uh, and uh, I hope it's a, a really good one. Um, for those of you that don't know, my mom's not 60. Uh, she's 60 plus, but we won't talk about that today. Just want to wish her uh, a happy birthday. And uh, if anybody else here has a birthday, I want to wish you a happy birthday as well. But uh, I can't see my mom today, so I just want to wish her a happy birthday while I have that opportunity. Well, today I want to remind you, men, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Okay, I know that Super Bowl Sunday is right now, uh, and, and a lot of people are maybe thinking about that. Um, you, can, you can think about the Bengals and the Rams. Just remember, tomorrow, Valentine's Day, right? If you need to get prepared for that today, you still have opportunity uh, to be able uh, to do that. Today, as we gather, in just a couple of minutes, uh, we're going to sing a few more songs, but uh, we're going to talk about acts of love. We're, we're looking at... Uh, people from the book of Acts and the difference that they made with their life. And today we're going to take a look at, at a guy by the name of Aquila, his wife Priscilla, the difference that they made and that was made as a result of who they are and the acts of love that they demonstrated. So as we take a look at that today, it'll be very practical for everyone, uh, and uh, I know that it'll make a difference in our hearts and our lives. I want to thank those who came out yesterday uh, for the prayer workshop. I know that it was a blessing, uh, and uh, we'll be having that uh, again in the future for those that would like to uh, be a part of that or go back through it, uh, whatever the situation might be. Again, I want to thank you for gathering with us and uh, for being here. If you're a visitor uh, with us today, I want you to know that you are a VIP here, and uh, we want to thank you for, for being here with us. And today, before you leave, if you'll stop at the Connection Center, uh, we have a connection card that we would love for you to fill out. We have a gift that we would love the opportunity uh, to send home with you. And uh, if you're watching online, we want to encourage you to let us know that it's your first time. If it's your first time, we would love to be able to connect with you uh, as well. And uh, thank you for being a part of what's taking place here at Harmony and, and learn more about you and how we can make a difference in your life. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today, and, and Lord, there's lots of things uh, that are, are on our minds. Lord, there's certainties, there's uncertainties. And Father, I know in this life, it's absolutely amazing how many things pop into our mind, and, and our mind just takes them to a, a whole nother level with worry, with anxiety, with cares, concerns. Lord, today I pray that you'll help us to put all those things aside. And Father, that you will help us to just walk down through the life of two common, ordinary people that have so much to offer, so much that we can learn from in a very practical way. So Father, help us to do that. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us as we gather and worship you today, for it's in Christ's name, 
Amen. Amen. Stand with us one more time. There is power in the mighty name of Jesus. He reigns. He's large and in charge. But most of all, I want you to know this morning that he saves. So as we sing these next couple songs, just think about how he interacts with your life. And sing with me right here. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit. Lifted on your wings, and the world will. 
never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop. One more time. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop thankful that uh, no matter what we're facing, he is a way maker and that he is a, a promise keeper. Aren't you thankful for that today? Uh, to know that no matter what we're going through, that, that God is more uh, than capable of, of taking care uh, of whatever it might be. Well, today as we gather, we are, are continuing a, a series that, that we're just calling Acts. Acts that will, will change your life. Over and over throughout uh, the book of Acts in the New Testament, you see people doing something, experiencing something, and it, and it changed their life, and it changed the, the people uh, around them. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about Aquila and Priscilla. And Aquila and Priscilla are not necessarily the, the New Testament power couple. Uh, they're, they're not necessarily heard about in, in marriage seminars or, or how to make life better for you and, and your family. They, they appear in a few verses, Yet they did some things that were extremely important. And no matter who we are, no matter what stage we're at in life, we can learn something from them that will make a difference. Just a, a couple of minutes ago, I said, hey, today is Super Bowl Sunday. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And do you know what those two things have in common? Both celebrate something or someone that's important. Both are supposed to bring out the cheerleader inside of all of us, someone that is, is pulling for the other, someone that, that we, we care about and love, someone that we've, we've watched and said, man, I really have an attachment to, to that group. What, what's going to take place is, is this evening, lots of people are going to be cheering and rooting for a team that they prefer. Tomorrow or, or whenever around this time is meant for people that that. Have, have a, a love in their life 
to be able to go ahead and celebrate that, to, to be able to strengthen that, to be able to encourage that. And, and as we take a look today, here's what we're going to discover in Aquila and Priscilla. We're going to discover that they're ordinary people, but in everyday life, they did something that we need to do. We, we see them do some basic things, but these basic things are demonstrations of an act of love in their life. Do you want to change your life? You want a, a better marriage? Do you want better friendships? Do you want a better walk with, with Christ and to deepen your relationship with him? I want to tell you something. We can make it really complicated, but when we begin to, to look at how simple some of the things are, one of the things that we're going to discover is they just did acts of love. And, and we discover over and over and over that acts of love will change your life, but it will also change the lives of those around you. Well, let's jump into to Acts chapter 18. In Acts chapter 18, in verse number one, here's, here's what we're going to see. When, when we read down through the first three verses, we look at it, we say, wow, there's really not that much there, and are we going to be able to talk a full message on this? Well, uh, we, we'll be able to, and we'll visit some other passages of scripture, but I just want you to, to listen to, to what is said in these first few verses. It says this, after these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth. He found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he came to them. So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they we're tent makers. Let's just pray and, and ask God to help us as we walk through this today. Lord, we come to you today, and Lord, we need to hear from you. Lord, there's, there's thoughts, there's an outline, there's points that are there, there's other verses to, to go to, and Lord, I can speak, and I can read them, and, and I can share them. But Father, we need to hear from you. Lord, people don't need to hear what I have to say as much as what you have to say. So today, I just ask that you will begin to, to peel back the layers of our, our heart, our mind, that you begin to move in, in a way that speaks to us as individuals and helps us to leave this place changed in a better way. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. When you look at, at Acts chapter 18, and we see Paul, and we see Aquila, and we see Priscilla, that there's just a, a couple of things that, that start out that really kind of grab our, our attention. And, and, and this is applicable no, no matter who you are and, and no matter where you're at in, in life. You see, when, when Acts chapter 18 opens up, it, it doesn't say that life is great and grand for Aquila and Priscilla. It, it says that life is a struggle. Let me ask you something. How many of you know what it's like to struggle? Right? I, I, I mean, uh, uh, when, when we look at our life, we, we, we struggle. Let, let me ask you something. Do, do you know what it's like to struggle with relationships? Anybody know what, what that's, that's like? Right? We, we can, some of you are afraid to raise your hand, right? Because you're afraid one, one arm goes up, the elbow comes in. Here, here's a reality. We know what it's like 
to struggle with relationships. Let, let me ask you something. Anybody ever struggled with a decision before? Yeah. Are, are we going to move or not? What, what are we going to do when, when we get there? How about that situation with a, a, a job? Anybody ever struggled with, with something like that before? When we look at Aquila and Priscilla and they come on the scene and, and we see the mention of them in Acts chapter 18, the Bible says this. It says, and he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. Did you know what that says? It says that they're in the middle of a struggle. They've just been kicked out of the place where they dwelt. That Their family was told, look, you, you have to get out of here. I know this is where you're used to living. I know that this is what was normal for you. I, I know that this is a place that you loved, a place where you made your living, maybe a place where they met and they thought, wow, we're going to spend our life here. We're going to be here not only for this moment, but this is our forever home, right? And all of a sudden, a leader comes and says, hey, I want you to know it's time for you to move on. And here's the reality. They may have very well said, wow, that's, that's not on our page. That, that, that's not in our, our dream section. That, that's not what we had desired for our life. This is not the way we have written our story. It's not supposed to be in here. If we could go around this morning and we could ask for, for a struggle that's come to your life, something that, that you never thought would happen to you, every person would have something to share. Something that we, we didn't plan on, something that... that we never thought would be our struggle. But when we look at Aquila and Priscilla, the scriptures say very clearly that they had a struggle. What, what do we learn from Aquila and Priscilla that's, that's really important? And, and, and here it is. When we talk about acts of love, something that, that jumps out in these first three verses is, is this. They endured struggles together. Did you know what has to happen in this life for our life to be better and the, the lives of, of those around us to, to be better? You know what has to happen in, in order for us to, to grow and become more of, of what God wants us to be in our friendships, in our relationships, in, in our, our marriage, in our, in our, our, our challenges among the, the family? Did you know what has to happen is we have to endure struggles Together. Did you know what persecution did in, in their life? It created a progress. Because as we go and, 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 and we read down through here, here it says in verse number three that they met up with Paul and they made tents with, with Paul. And we'll get to that in, in just a moment. It says, and, and Paul reasoned in the synagogues every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. And, and when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews uh, that, that Jesus is the Christ. And we go on down. But, but we continue to move down through here. And when we get down, to verse number 18, it says, so Paul still remained a good while, and he's here in, in Corinth. He's baptizing, he's teaching, he's preaching. It says, 
this, then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. Then we, we go ahead and, and, and read a, a little bit further. In verse number 24, it says, Now a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and a mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. Now they're, they're no longer in Corinth. They're, they're in Ephesus where they've stayed. So, so they, they left the, the area, the region of Rome. They come to, to Corinth. Now they're in Ephesus. And, and, and here's what it, what it says. That there's a, a man by the name of Apollos. And he says he had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things of the Lord, though he knew only the baptism of John. He had a limited knowledge, but here's what happens. It says, so he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. And when Aquila and Priscilla heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Did you know what that means? They brought him aside and they said, you know what? Let us give you a full picture of who God is. Now, I want to tell you something. One of the things that, that gives them opportunity to speak into the life of someone else is they've endured the struggle and the hardship. They, they endured the struggles of life together. Well, let me ask you something. Have, have you ever just been tempted to quit? Have you ever just been tempted to say, look, this, this, this really just isn't, isn't worth it? That this is, this is really just a, a difficult moment. We, we all have. In, in, in different settings, in different situations, that, that's what, what takes place in our life. And, and here's w- what happens in the life of Aquila and Priscilla. Aquila and Priscilla endure a struggle. And as a result of enduring a struggle from Rome to, to, to Corinth, from Corinth to Ephesus, all the way they're walking with the Lord, and all of a sudden they meet a guy by the name of Apollos who's got a fiery spirit about him, and he wants to do something for God. And, and, and they hear his message, and they say, wow, you know what, you're a smart guy, you're an intelligent guy, but, but you don't know some of the things that Paul has taught us and some of the things that we've experienced. And, and they said, can we be able to share into your life? Did you know what enduring some of the struggles of life does for you? It prepares you to be able to speak into the hearts and lives of others. And, and how many times when, when, when we're in the midst of, of a struggle, do, do we... Do we feel like, God, you've just left me here? Anybody ever felt that way before? God, God, why am I here? Why am I having this struggle? I shouldn't have this struggle. I'm better than this. All the things that I've, I've done for you, all the places that I've been willing to go, here's what, here's what we see. There was a persecution that created progress. It didn't create perfection. It didn't create separation. It didn't make them perfect, and it didn't divide them. It brought them closer together. Let me ask you something. What would it look like in your life right now? Maybe in, in, in your marriage, maybe in a relationship with a child, maybe in, in another area of life, Maybe it's, it's not even an area between you and someone else. Maybe it's an, an, an area of you and, and something, and, and it's a struggle. What, what would happen if, if you had somebody to come alongside of you and endure the struggle together? Endure the struggle together. 
You see, it takes an act of love to endure a struggle together. Because one of the things that we have to be willing to do sometimes is to, to, to give up what we want. Sometimes we have to give up our perspective. Some, sometimes we, we have to look further down the road than, than just the, the place, just the, the minute, the moment that we find ourselves in. You see, there was an act of love. They endured struggles together. I'm certain when they got the news that they're leaving because Claudius said so. I'm certain that it was a struggle, but they endured it together. I'm certain that there was some questions, but they endured it together. Enduring a struggle together is an act of love because we're making a choice. We're, we're doing this together. That there's, there's something that's very important in, in verse number three, and, and it says this. So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked. For by occupation, they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogues every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. That's verse number four. Did you know what the, the, the Bible teaches us in, in this passage of, of Scripture? Other than Paul is a tent maker, and, and Aquila and Priscilla are tent makers, and, and there's a great debate as to what a tent maker is. There's some scholars that say the tent maker was the, the prayer cloth, the prayer shawl that, that they would often utilize to, to go alone and, and, and pray, that they referred to as their prayer closet or their time of, of prayer. They would pull that over. So, some say that's, that's what it was, and then other people are like, no, really, it's not that hard. There were tent makers in the day, and, and this is why Paul went and joined Aquila and Priscilla. They made tents, right? And in this region, they, they, they were famous for making tents of goat skin. So how many of you would like a goat skin tent, right? I, I mean, that, that's, that's just kind of like not in our culture, not, not exactly what we do. But according to, to history and tradition, that, that was something that was a, a part of, of their culture. So Paul comes, he finds someone, and, and here's what he finds. He finds a, a husband and wife who've been relocated, not by choice. They packed up the family business because that's who made tents, right? And that's what typically happened. It's passed down in that culture. You, you did what mom and dad did or what dad did. It's passed down, and, and that's what, what you do. So it's very likely that Paul was a tent maker. That's the, the part of the background that, that he had come from. And in some aspects, he knew how to do it. So he goes and he joins himself to Aquila and Priscilla. And, and, and what does the scripture say in this passage of scripture? In verse number three, we learn that, that there's an act of love that, that really is important, and it's this. They worked and they worshiped together. Now, some of you are going, if you're telling me I have to work with my spouse every day, that's going to that's gonna end me in a, in a really bad place, right? right? I, that's, that's not, not what, what I'm, I, I'm saying. Do you know what verse number three and verse number four teach us? It teaches us that there was a priority in their life, a priority to make sure that each other were taken care of, and a priority to make sure that they worshiped God and they did it together. I want to tell you something. There, there, there's value 
and working together towards a common cause. There's value in worshiping together toward a common God. Who did they work and, and worship together with? They, they worked and they worshiped with Paul. Can you imagine the opportunity to be able to, to come alongside Paul and just have daily conversations? I mean, think about it. Every, everybody knew who Paul was. I, I mean, I know that they didn't have Facebook, but, but they had the equivalent of the Pony Express, right? I mean, it, it's a word traveled. And I'm certain that that word traveled. I mean, word travels today, right? We, we often hear different things, and we're, we're like, wow, is that even possible? And then you find out that, that maybe it wasn't as, as, as bad or didn't take place exactly like it did, but, but you had some sense of what was going on. The Bible teaches us all through the book of Acts that when Paul shows up in a, in a certain city that people are, what, afraid of him. People have heard about him. There, there was a reputation because of who he used to be, but now they have an opportunity to work with Paul as a missionary, the one who, who is there, and, and he's teaching and breaking down Jesus and who he is and what he has to offer, and they get the opportunity to have conversation with the guy that wrote the vast majority of the New Testament. Think about that for, for just a moment. They're there. They're worshiping and working with Paul. What's it mean? They were pulling in the same direction. They were pulling in the same direction. Let, let me ask you something. Right now, husbands, wives, are, are, are you pulling in, in the same direction? Is, is there a work and a, and a worship concept in, in, in your life and in your relationship? Families, Moms, dads, are, are, are you working and worshiping together as, as a family? Is there an effort to, to pull your, your efforts together and to work and worship as a family? I'm not talking about having your child get a job to, to pay their way. That, that's, that's, that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about is there a collective energy that is going in to making life better together and worshiping together because that's what was taking place when we begin to look at the life of Paul and we look at Aquila and Priscilla they, they both have endured struggles right Paul endured his struggles Aquila and Priscilla endured their struggles yet they come together and they're working and they're worshiping together they're pulling in the same direction now I want to tell you something there were obvious differences of Aquila and Priscilla and Paul their backgrounds are different, yet there's something in common, and the commonality that they have is Christ. And here's what we find, that Paul comes in, and he teaches Aquila and Priscilla, and he goes to the synagogues, and, and he begins to teach other people. And, and then this guy named Apollos comes on the scene later, at wh where Aquila and Priscilla are, are left behind, and what do they do? They go there, and they're doing the same thing, and they hear this guy named Apollos, and they listen to him, and they say, hey, could we come along beside you and tell you what Paul taught us? There's an aspect in all that they do where they're working and they're worshiping together. They're pulling in a direction that is centered and fixated on God. I wonder what, what would happen, culturally speaking, if, if we would say, look, we're not going to focus on all the other things 
that seem to push God out. But we're going to work together on worshiping together. We're going to work together, worship together, and help others do the same. Because that's what Paul did. That's what Aquila and Priscilla did. That, that's what they did in the life of Timothy and Silas. It's what they did in the life of Apollos. They worked together. They worshiped together. They were pulling in the same direction. You see, when, when we're pulling in the same direction as husband and wife, when we're pulling in the same direction as a family, when we're pulling in the same direction as a church, as a community, do you know what happens? Everybody is stronger. The work becomes easier. The worship becomes greater. We look at, at Aquila and Priscilla. They were supporting each other. They were strengthening each other. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, two are, are better than one. And what? A threefold cord is, is not easily broken. Jesus said, and the two shall become one. Aquila and Priscilla are, are, are pouring their life into each other because they're, they're together. Here's something that just kind of comes out that's real basic in verse number 18. It says, so Paul still remained a good while. It doesn't tell us how long, but we know he spent quite a bit of time there. And here's what happens. It says, then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria. And Priscilla and Aquila were with him. I want to just point this out. An act of, of love. They've endured struggles together. They've worked and, and worshipped together. But now they're set sail on the right ship. You want to have acts of love that, that make a difference in your life and in the lives of, of others? We, we need to, to ask Ourself this question. Whose who's ship am I on? What, what am I doing? Who am I following? When we look at verse number 18, it says that they were sailing with, with Paul. They sailed for, for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. What was Paul doing? Paul was going on a, a, another journey. He was following the direction of the Lord. So, so let's get this. Aquila and Priscilla endure some struggles, but now they get on another boat and they set sail. And here's the, the bottom line they set sail on the right ship. What does that mean? First, they were sailing on God's ship. They were following his direction. Let me just ask you something right now. Are you really following God's direction in your life? As, 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 as we look at our relationships, am I really following God's direction? That, that's that's the, the, the big question. Not a, not a feeling, not an emotion, not, not someone else's direction, not, not what somebody else is encouraging, not what somebody else is, is throwing out there, but am I really following God's direction? And, and then I, I want you to, to notice that they were sailing on, on God's ship. It's the right ship, but they were sailing with the right people. Let, let me just ask you this. Who are you in the boat with today? Who, who, are, who are those that are, are closest to you? 
Who are those that are, are influencing your life, your marriage, your family? Who are those that are, that are speaking into your life the most? When, when we look at the, the life of Aquila and Priscilla, that there was a Paul in their life. And then they would go to Apollos, and they would be a Paul to Apollos. And when we honestly t- take a, a look at, at our life, and we look at verse number 18, it, it's an amazing, simple thing that we have Aquila and Priscilla and Paul, and they set sail on a ship. They didn't have to go, but God led them to go. They didn't have to go, but God invited them to go. And they get on a ship that's God's. They're sailing in the direction that God clearly has for them. Not a feeling, not an emotion. And here's what happens. They surround themselves with the right people. Can, can I just say this? The people on your ship will bring out the best in you or the worst in you. And, 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 and that's it. And, and, I, and I'll just say this. It's just a little caveat. When people are always talking about the worst of the situation, I promise you they're not bringing out the best in you or anyone else. Let me ask you something. If I got up this morning and talked about all the, the bad things in life, all, all of the, the negative things and, and all of the problems, if I said, man, the divorce rate's here and the, the, this group of people is walking away from their faith and this is a, and all I did was, was recite any of those things and we all left, would anybody be like, wow, that was uplifting? And no, no, they wouldn't. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm not saying that because my goal is to always be uplifting. I'm I'm saying when all we do is point out all the the negative things that are wrong and we can't find a how to correct or how to change or how to make things better, then then the reality is this. We're, We're not bringing out the best and others are not bringing out the best in us. So, so let me just ask you, do you think that Paul was helping Aquila and Priscilla be, become more like Jesus? I mean, think about that for, for, for just a moment. You, 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 you think about Paul, and I, I'm certain that, that he, he's, he's just helping Aquila and Priscilla become more like Christ. Let me ask you this. Who are you helping become more like Jesus? Who are you helping become more like Jesus? Let's just wrap things up with this last thought. Acts that will change your life, an act of love, enduring some struggles together. It's, it's, it's choice. They worked and they worshiped together. That, that's an act of love, and it's saying, hey, we're going to love God first, and, and, and we're going to do this. They set sail on, on the right ship. They said it's an act of love. God, we're, we're going to follow your direction. I love you more than, than I love me. I, I love you more than I love my emotion. I love you more than I, I love my current comfortable circumstances. I, I love you more than you, you fill in the blank. That's, that's what they're doing. They're, set, they're setting sail on, on the right ship. But, but let's just break it all down and, and walk back through it. Their life is centered on Christ. An act of love. Do you know it's an act of love to your spouse for you to center your life on Christ? 
That's an act of love. It's, it's, it's going to demonstrate you, you care more about them than you do yourself. It's going to demonstrate that you care more about them and, and want the best for them, and, and that's what, what you're interested in, in doing. Their, their life centered on Christ. So, so let's just walk back through this quickly. They endured struggles through Christ. How do you endure struggles th- through Christ? Uh, Philippians 4.13 says what? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Can I tell you something? Aquila and Priscilla and Paul himself didn't endure the struggles of life because they were so smart, because they had the right answer. They endured the struggles of life because they were clinging to Christ. They were, they were clinging to Christ. How do we endure? It, we endure by what we cling to. We endure by what we draw strength from. Do you know it's an amazing thing that, that the human body will, will tend when you're working out to go ahead and make you think that you've hit a wall and that you can't endure any more. But, but with advanced science today, do, do you know what they, they tell us? That you can do at least 40% more than what you've already done. Think about that for, for just a moment. I, I feel like I can't, I can't do any more. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to collapse, that there's, there's no more in me, yet there's a way for us to endure. It's amazing how the body's designed, but, but when we're talking about enduring the struggles of life, right? We say, how can I endure? How can I walk through this struggle? The Bible teaches us that Christ will help us endure the struggle because he gives us strength. Their life was, was centered on Christ. They endured the struggles through Christ. They wor- worked and worshiped through Christ. Verse number three, it tells us that. They set sail on, on the right ship through Christ. It was following his direction. They strengthened Apollos through Christ, right? They came over and they said, look, you've only heard about the baptism of John, but let me explain more fully to you Jesus and who he really is. They strengthened Apollos through Christ. So their life is centered on Christ. They endured, they worked and worshiped, they set sail on the right ship. They're strengthening those that are around them that they, they run into. And here's something that's extremely important. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 19. In 1 Corinthians 16, if you know the Bible, most people get nervous because that's a chapter on on giving. Relax. We're not talking about that now. It says, the churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Priscilla greet you heartily in the Lord with the church that is in their house. With the church that is in their house. Here's what it means to that they had their life centered on Christ, and it's this. They opened their home to be used for Christ. I'm not telling you today that you, you have to open your home and have a church in your house. That's not the, the spirit of the text. The spirit of the text says, hey, there's a church that's gathering there, and that's their custom. The spirit of the, of the text is also Aquila and Priscilla, people that had to leave Rome and settle in Corinth. And then they, they, they 
go to Corinth, and then they're in Ephesus, and, and, and where they're at, here's, here's what's happening. They've opened their heart, they've opened their home, they've opened their life to Christ. Do you know one of the greatest things that you can do in, in your life is not just to open your heart to Christ, not just to invite him in and, and trust him as Savior, but open your life, all that you are, all that you have. Open those things to Christ because that's his desire for us. You, you say, why is that so important? Let, let, let's just go back to the Old Testament for just a, a moment and, and then we'll, we'll be done. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and, and verse number 9, here's what it says. It says, you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. What, what's he talking about? He's talking about the Ten Commandments. And, and here in verse number 10, it says this. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you in the land of which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, when you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Do you, do you know why it's so important that we look at Aquila and Priscilla in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 9? Because no matter where they were and the struggles that they endured, they never forgot the goodness of God. And they never looked at life and said, these are our own. Paul came and joined their business, made tents with them. They very well could have said, no, this is ours. But you know what they did? They stewarded it well for the glory of God. And they said, yeah, you, you can come and, and join us. They very well could have said to the people at Corinth, look, this is our home. We worked hard for it. But, but somewhere along the line, they said, no, uh-uh. What's ours is really not ours. It's God's, and we want to use it in, in honor him and others with it. Let, let me ask you today, is your life centered on Christ? You see, acts that will change your life are things like Aquila and Priscilla enduring a struggle, working and worshiping together, being on the right ship, following the right direction, surrounded with the right people, in a life that's centered on Christ. You want a better marriage? Try those four things. I promise it'll work. You want a better life individually? Try those four things. It'll work. No matter who you are, no matter where you're at, endure the struggle. Work and worship together alongside of others. Make sure you're on the right ship. Focus your life on Christ because it will change your life and those around you. Would you pray with me? Father, we come to you today, and Lord, we, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the fact that you give us the strength to endure, that you let us come on and, and be a part of your ship, board your ship, and sail with you if that's what we choose to do. And Lord, today I ask that you would help us to guide our life by your word, to put our life in your hands so it is guided by your word. But God, that you would help us to let your word be our guide for our marriages, for our relationships with our children, 
our friends, those that are around us. Father, I pray that you would help us to be like Aquila and Priscilla in, in those areas. For whatever struggle that we're in right now, help us to endure. Help us to pull together in the, the same direction that you would have us to go. Father, help us. Help us to set sail on your ship, to, to make sure that we're on your ship and that we're with the right people that are on that ship. Lord, I ask that you would help us to center our life on you, to open our hearts, to open our homes, to, Father, open all that we are to you and live our life for you. For it's in Christ's name. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask you simply today, are you certain that Jesus Christ is your Savior? If you're not certain that Christ is your Savior, but you would like to know more about that, I want you to know that Jesus gave his life for you. He went to the cross because of your sin, because of my sin. He was crucified. He was buried on the third day. He rose again. And because of that, he's conquered our sin. The thing that separates us from God. You see, God loved us so much that he sent his son to be our savior. He sent him to take away our sin and to offer us a better life. And today, I want to ask you if you've accepted that better life, if you've accepted Christ as your savior. If there's not been that moment right here, right now, I want to invite you to simply place your faith and trust in Jesus, to simply say right where you are, dear Jesus, the best I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins, and I'm asking you to be my Savior. If there's never been that time, if there's never been that moment today, let it happen right now. Just ask him. Maybe you're here today and you say, John, I've got some struggles. I've got some things that I need help with don't know how to endure. I need to, to talk to somebody. If you need to, to talk to somebody, come to the Connection Center immediately following the service. We'll be glad to talk with you. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you today. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done and all that you're going to do. And Lord, today, I ask that if there's one that's here that doesn't know you as Savior, Father, that today they would. And Lord, I pray that you'll take the struggle and you'll help us to endure. God, that you give us wisdom and guidance and help us know where to walk. God, I pray that you'll help us to live a life that's centered on you. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope 
with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I wanna encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.